Luke has always seemed to me to be the friendly gospel. Maybe it's because I was taught the tradition that it was composed by Paul's companion Luke, nicknamed the beloved physician, and I always pictured a kindly, gentle doctor. But I also think that we find the voice, stories, and themes of the gospel especially approachable. It's the author of Luke who gives us the warmest images of the Christmas season, the baby in the manger, the shepherds in the fields. And that warmth, intimacy, and empathy have a lot to do with Luke's attention to the women in the story. Luke lets them speak. Luke gives us their voices. We just heard one of the longest speeches given to a woman in the entire Bible, what we call the Magnificat from the opening verb of the Latin version. And the author of Luke positions it as the culmination of a long history of speeches by women in which they play central roles in salvation history. Luke almost certainly patterned Mary's song after the song of Hannah in 1 Samuel 2, which begins, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My strength is exalted in the Lord. Hannah sings in thanksgiving for the birth of her son Samuel, while Mary sings while visiting her sister Elizabeth in anticipation of the birth of Jesus. Here's the moment where Luke positions Mary as a prophet. Later, he will similarly portray the women around Jesus as preachers. The theme of the Magnificat is reversal. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. That echoes the heart of Hannah's song too. The bows of the mighty men are broken and those who stumbled are girded with strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread and the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has borne seven and she who has many children has become feeble. The Lord kills and makes alive he brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. In this theme of reversal, both songs point back to the original song of a woman in the Bible, the song of Miriam in Exodus 15, during the crossing of the Red Sea. Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea. That song tells of the might of the warrior God, the one who fights the most powerful of human enemies and prevails. Moses and the Israelites sing, in the greatness of your majesty, you threw down those who opposed you. The Egyptians, 
look forward to a victory and the spoils of war. But for them, God is the enemy they cannot defeat. And for God's people, God is the ally who will scatter all foes. But for Luke, God's greatness is not revealed in the defeat of vast armies. It comes unnoticed except by Mary, humbly among the animals. It comes in faithfulness, not in might. It comes as the loyalty God shows to us, not in the prostrations we make to God. It comes as the weakness of a helpless baby, not as the mighty winds and waters, not as triumph on the battlefield. There is an army in Luke's Christmas story, the heavenly host who sing to the shepherds. Host is an old-fashioned word for army. This is the army of angels. But Luke sets them not to fighting, but to celebrating. They do not prevail against an enemy, but worship an infant. More than any other gospel writer, the author of Luke constantly redirects our gaze from the seemingly central figures of history, kings, patriarchs, heroes, to those on the margins where he believes God actually works. Women, poor people, disabled people, disreputable people. This is the gospel that Mary proclaims. In 2020, our eyes are glued to the wielders of power. We wait for salvation from a high-tech lab or from a political leader or from a judge. What glory might we find if we looked to the least of these? Whom do the angels sing? Amen.